and we are now live guys thank you for coming on i really really do appreciate having you both on together at the same time that's awesome thank you for coming for having us yeah appreciate you son um and basically you guys are always training so i'm don't know how you've managed to take the time out to talk to me so <laughs> how much are you guys training and how difficult is that to sort of have the training and the relaxation sort of balance for for both of you whoever wants to go first is fine oh well, yeah you go first she's got a busy super busy lifestyle okay i'll go first um it's interesting because you're asking a question to yeah two boxers from very different kind of skill levels obviously jake's been boxing his whole life or fighting his whole life i'm running to a sport so for me i have to train six seven days a week spar three four times a week we do mitts almost every day because i'm at a stage where where i'm still learning the movements and i have a lot of ground to cover and um i guess it's kind of just a necessity at this point for me and um as far as taking the time i mean obviously sports have been my top priority for as long as i can remember so it's just a matter for me of prioritizing making sure that that the training gets done and then organizing my day around that and not the other way around okay and for myself i'm only boxing like three times a week i spar once maybe twice a week um yeah, juggling my training around obviously is very obviously very different. Now she's got three businesses, you've got her own gym and you know, brands and everything else going on. So, you know, she's uh, super busy from morning to evening. Um when it comes to me, like, you know, I have more more free time on my hands to, you know, get more downtime. Um and I don't obviously hit mitts and do boxing stuff as much as obviously Steffi, because you know, she is obviously still learning and whatnot. Um but it's pretty cool that we get to work together and you know, I'm always sharing my knowledge. And helping her with tips and stuff like we just did now. Um, but yeah, no, I, I box, you know, three to four times a week, spa a couple of times. But yeah, she's doing stuff every day. What are your guys' um, views on on sparring as well? Because obviously taking shots to the head isn't necessarily ideal in the long run based on scientific studies. So I don't know how you feel about it. Is it light or does it get quite competitive sometimes? Um, I'll answer first. Yeah. So in this aspect, like, I broke my nose not too long ago, so like you know, I have to wear full full bar, uh, full full bar uh, headgear and stuff. Um, so when you're sparring, especially like closer to a fight, like now, obviously I'm fighting in the next five weeks. Um, sparring is important, um, and it's I don't spar too much out of camp. Do like some lighter work, more just you know, keep sharp, keep that range. You know, feel comfortable with big sixteen ounce gloves on, headgear. You know, um, getting through them sessions like that. For Steffi, you know, she has more lighter sessions as well as some harder sessions with some um, with other girls. But she obviously works with, you know, coaches, myself and, you know, Karim, like her boxing coach and whatnot. And, you know, she's always doing something, not necessarily taking big punches to the head, but she'll have headgear on, big gloves. And just, again, same same aspect, like more drilling sparring. So, like, movement, working around, you know, uh, certain combinations and how to get in on the inside and stuff like that. Um, so... She's not taking too many big shots, you know. I spar like hard once, maybe twice a week, as of right now, because I'm due to fight. But you know, Steffi's doing more lighter work and just drilling, understanding, you know, the whole game as as of right now. Steffi, yeah, you... punches to the head all the time is not good. <laughs> taking no, the punches to the head, no, I can imagine. It's not. I've seen some bad sparring, bro, and I've learned from that. So yeah, cool. Steffi, is your um sort of main boxing tactic because of your your height and reach to work and get on the inside do you think that's probably your strongest asset i have no idea honestly what my strongest asset really is or what my strategy is going to be but you know for for now you know i i like i kind of like the approach that kareem has taken in terms of like introducing me to to or feel more comfortable sparring and getting on the inside and that kind of stuff we basically kind of did like an outside in approach where he first got me comfortable working on the outside and learning how to defend essentially how to move around the ring when someone's chasing you, you know, when someone, when, when you're having to defend, what's the proper way of like not getting caught on the ropes. If you get caught on the ropes, like how do you get out? Um, you know, feeling comfortable, like measuring your reach, understanding like how to get in, how to get out. That was kind of like my introduction to it. That didn't mean that like, that's how I was going to fight all the time. 
But right now I'm kind of like in a transitional period going from feeling comfortable on the outside to um, trying to feel more comfortable coming in and staying in and working in the pocket and working in the pocket. Cause like what happens when you're in there is like, you are going to get hit. It's not a matter of like, if you're going to get hit, you are likely going to get hit. So it's like feeling comfortable receiving those punches or learning how to, how to block and how to slip and making sure that you're and making sure that your timing is appropriate for like when you're going to shoot. And I think that's when it gets, that's when it get more that's when it get more gets more complicated because there's just so many moving pieces and nothing will prepare you for that and i was explaining jake that like i i have a very analytical mind and it's almost like way too literal where i'm trying to like create all of these scenarios in my mind of like if this then that kind of thing and the reality is that and i find it funny when people compare boxing to chess because I don't think it's that predictable. You know, with chess, you can you can predict moves four, five, six moves ahead. You know, like more or less like where the game's gonna be played. With boxing, it really is not like that. I would compare it more to poker. Like it's a probability game. You know, like what are the chances that after a one, two, there's gonna be a hook? Okay, maybe you know, this these are the chances. So because the chances are high that this is gonna happen, th- these are the these are the things that I'm gonna do in response, you know? Mm. But um I mean, you're getting a gist of like how my brain works and I don't think and it's been a little bit challenging for me in boxing because like I'll never have all of the answers and that bothers me and I get stuck. I'm like, OK, you know, Kareem said that when you do a, uh, a job, job cross, then you have to weave to the right and then I get stuck there. And that's the only thing I do. And I have a really hard time getting out of that and creating my own like combination or creating my own you know, openings or whatnot. So no, that she doesn't because she does, but not all the time. It's just understanding the flow and understanding the range and the timing. And it's just being more comfortable with it. Yeah, I've been fighting since I was 16. I'm 31. You know, she's coming to the game for what, eight months. Yeah. You but know? I mean, I guess you could answer that part of the question better. Like what would be my fighting style? Like, am I trying to Honestly, fight more on the inside? She, her style know? is literally a mini me. Like it really is realistically. At the end of the day, her stomp, you know, her stature, the, you know, her frame, the way she moves, the way she's explosive, like the bird lived in the same weights as me. It's just, it's crazy. But her movement and everything like that is very similar to like all the stuff that I do. So when I show her stuff, it works and it's great. It's like, you get it, you're like, yeah, I see, I understand, you know? But it's just being super comfortable and super confident and that flowing and constantly flowing. It's just, it's still just super new for her. Yeah. That's all. Do you think, yeah. like even for both of you, like, when you first started boxing and sparring and kind of getting in there, was it, did you feel like it was, you belonged there? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the best way I can explain it. Like, not necessarily like, oh, I've got this natural talent and I'm really good, but like, oh, actually I can take part in this and maybe go somewhere with it and compete rather than, so I'll give you my experience. I went sparring uh, once and I was shit. I was so shit. <laughs> I was so bad. And I, literally, I did three minutes and I had a mouth uh, mouthpiece in and I was gassed. And I was like, this is a lot harder than it looks. And my mate who had been boxing for like, I think he's been boxing for like 12 to 13 years, was like, yeah, I did tell you. And I was like, yeah, but I thought you was, you know, because when someone does something, they always make it seem like it's so much more harder than it Too is most of the time. Yeah. yeah. So I step in there and with this, uh, this tubby little guy, and he's uh he's he's being friendly playing with me and that and then um i gave him a little dig to the stomach and then literally i moved my head and then he just went and did a nice good shot on me and i was like oh there we go seeing the stars a little bit lovely jubbly and uh yeah i just thought fucking hell i'm dead and i've done one round for three minutes and i was like this is hard so was it did you feel like you you fitted in did you keep doing it after that no i went and did jujitsu instead (laughs) (laughs) okay so that's perfect actually how you explain that so i think that there's either there's one of two ways that it could go when somebody uh spars or you when you start getting in when you start getting into boxing so it's like either you thrive off of like the adrenaline of getting hit and you kind of like welcome it and almost like in a sadistic way enjoy it and thrive off of it like me 
or you get punched in the face and you're like, nah, fuck this. Like, I don't need to be doing this kind of thing. So for me, like the moment when I was like, oh, like I'm a fucking fighter was the first time I ever sparred and I got fucking clocked in the middle of the face. And that just like that, like adrenaline and fire that I felt it was such that, you know, fuck, I just felt powered for the entire rest of the session. And like, I fucking loved it. I was like, okay, yeah, I, I can fucking do this. Like I enjoy being punched in the face as weird as that's as, as weird as that sounds. <laughs> that like, sounds funny. <laughs> one of my, uh, one of my toughest sparring sessions, I went over to another gym here in Miami. It's called Sweatbox, And I mean, I, I would say that like, that's where most of the good girls yeah, train at. It's like USA boxing, uh, team members, you know, girls that are like pro boxers, undefeated pro boxers. And there's several of them, like eight or nine of them. And I went over there. It was my first time sparring outside my gym and they put me in and they put me in against this super badass Italian chick. Her name's Camilla and she was Southpaw, which I've never actually sparred. And I don't know, in my head, I'm like, okay, like clearly the coach knows I'm like brand new to this. Like he's for sure going to tell her or his uh, athlete to like, you know, take it easy, work with me and whatnot. By the way, there's no such thing as taking it easy in a spark, especially if someone comes up to you and tells you they're going to take it easy. That usually means I'm going to fucking rip your head off. <laughs> I don't even know why they say that. It's fucking bullshit. But I've fallen into the trap a couple of times and now I know better. But anyway, I get into the ring and man, these, this girl is clocking me with jabs, like the stiffest jabs that I've ever felt. Like and they would all land in the exact same spot the exact same spot. It was like, bah! and I could just feel my skull cracking like up here. I'd be like, Oh, bah, bah, like that. Oh, fucking the entire, the entire spar session. Um, and I liked it. Like I wouldn't flinch. I had like a complete poker face the entire time. My coach afterwards was like, damn, I'm impressed. Like I totally thought you were just going to like give up or, mm -hmm. you know, say stop, stop. Cause you were getting hit too much. But um, yeah. yeah, you either have it or you don't. For me, that was the moment, you know, the first time I got fit, hit in the face, I was like, I think I can definitely take it. I think I can definitely do it. What about you, Jake? Me? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I generally enjoy getting hit in the face. Yeah. I <laughs> Did you yeah, feel naturally, naturally sort of talented when you, when you started? Bro, I've been fighting since up. I was 12, 13. I've fighting since a kid, 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 you know, the amount street fights and that as a kid just in, in London it's just I've always been around it and about it and then obviously working the doors from when I was what 18, 19 to I was about 24, 25, 24 um, always fighting every weekend so it's just like it's a legit part of my nature it really just is mm. um, so yeah when I'm sparring I get hit with stuff like I smile you know I'm like oh, cool. I know you caught me with that and I'm not going to try and let you catch me with that again you know so um yeah, no, I thrive on that for sure, 100%. I, I generally enjoy sparring uh, or fighting in general and that uh, fighting with no gloves on. It's, it's just amazing. So, yeah. How do you how do you guys keep your cool? Like, when I get hit in the face, I just want to take someone down and choke them, like, as hard as I can yeah. so they pass out. I'm just like, nah, like, I'm going to chop your legs and fucking strangle you. So I yeah, don't, yeah. like, it just makes me, I don't know, it's like a ticker in my head just things. goes. Yeah, it's one of them things, like, when you, again, like been in the industry, I've been in for a while, obviously Steffi hasn't, you know, sometimes she will get hit with things and it's not that she doesn't let it bother her, but then she'll, but she'll think about it as if like, oh, she's been hit. Yeah. Okay. And then it's like a little delay. Whereas you know, I get hit and I'm like, okay, cool. Just, just carry on. Um, again, that just comes with practice and time and just, you know, regular work and consistency. So <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, getting punched in the face is about being uh, staying calm, keeping it calm. Oh yeah, you know. Um, I never. I've had times where I've not flipped out and sparring. I've screamed and shouted, and I'm trying to knock people out. Like it happens. Um, but the last sort of couple months for me have been super cool, super calming. Um, you know, really pump the brakes a little bit, and then controlling that aggression. You know, that controlled violence, which I will be uh, showing to the world very soon. Yeah, I think that. I think that you can definitely train that you can get better at controlling, controlling your anger when you get hit or when, when something doesn't go your way in the ring. You definitely got better at that when I say to you, like, keep calm. Like, we're like, yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. You know, I remember one time I was sparring Hayden, my boyfriend and, um, 
this was at the very beginning. We had had an argument like early on that day about something trivial. It didn't really matter. That is shit outside. <laughs> no, oh. not, but we yeah. had an argument about something trivial. We were sparring and he clocked me like right here, right on my mouth. It hurt so bad. And I kicked him as hard as I could on the stomach. Uh, Free frustration. Yeah, Did that go Huh? I bet that didn't go down too well, did it? When you kicked no. him in the stomach, we're, was he just like we're still together? So at oh, least there's good. that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what do you know what I mean? No one I could forget what social media says. No fucking couples who are happy are happy all the time, twenty four seven, lovey dovey. It's impossible. Sometimes it's good to have that little bit of fire and a little bit of an argument to vent all your shit and then move forward. Refresh, you know, restart all that. Honestly, it's exactly. good couples therapy. I really recommend it. Well, just going, well my, my partner, she does um, karate, so she took me to karate with her and she absolutely beat the shit out of me. I, I think <laughs> I have this I have this thing in my life where I just get beat up and I don't like it. But she <laughs> That's was what we're hearing so far, son. Yeah, she was kicking me up in the head. She was digging me in the stomach and... Uh, Basically, she got quite close to my groin area. So because I was getting beaten up, I was like, oh, yeah, you got me in the groin. I'm going to need a minute. I'm going to need a minute. (laughs) Just stepped to the side, like breathing in. Yeah. Um, But she she, she is a brown belt. So she's one down from a black and I'm a complete novice. So, you know, that's why she she, I think that's why she beat me up, really. Not that I'm weak. Um, so what's your guys like dietary intakes and things like that for training and staying in shape? So obviously Jake, I know you've got a fight coming up. What's your diet like at yeah. the moment? Um, as of right now, I'm like kind of cutting face. So, you know, um, just a little bit tighter on my fats and a little bit tight on carbs and stuff. Keep my protein up, you know, carbs around training. Um, yeah, right now it's all about, you know, i got to just keep putting this weight down a little bit. Um, get myself ready to obviously for my cut. Um, She's in super shape and 24-7, so she eats whatever she wants. She can eat like an animal. But, um, but yeah, no, for me, man, just, you know, clean protein, you know, obviously, yeah, just super clean. I'm not eating no Taco Bell or McDonald's, son. You know what I mean? Carbs around yeah. training, bro, and just, yeah, decent protein intake, plenty of fluids, obviously other supplements and stuff. But for you. It's interesting because I think um... – we experienced something very similar in the powerlifting, weightlifting, bodybuilding space where science kind of started permeating through that space. I don't know if like powerlifting five or six years ago was all super fat, huge, out of shape dudes that were super strong. And then kind of our generation came along and, and people like me who are scientists and are also passionate about training started educating essentially, uh, people who are into the sport. And I remember when we first started hybrid, we had this slogan that was, we didn't, we didn't use it much, but it was, uh, uh, the era of the fat powerlifters over that was initially. And then it was look like a bodybuilder, lift like a powerlifter, um, move like a uh, look like a bodybuilder, lift like a powerlifter, move like a weightlifter. And so I think there's just so much confusion around nutrition in sports in general. And I see this a lot with fighters. You know, we're working with Jake. We're working with a couple other people. One guy who's an MMA fighter and another boxer. And the most difficult thing is to change people's pre-existing beliefs around food, especially because for some reason, when it comes to nutrition, everybody's an expert. I don't know what it is, but I mean, look, if you go into a law firm, like, are you going to start talking to the lawyer about statues? Like, you don't know shit. Sit down, shut up and try to learn something. Right. But somehow with fitness and nutrition, sorry about that. We're back. But somehow with fitness and nutrition, everybody's an expert and everybody has these like very deeply rooted beliefs about what they should and shouldn't be eating, what's good and what's bad, you know, whatever. Um, and really, so Jake just said, yeah, Steph is in shape 20, like 24, 7, 365 days a year and she can eat whatever she wants. That is partially true. Yeah, I can eat whatever I want, but it's only because I have such a um, a deep understanding about nutrition and biology and physiology and the human body and, and just how everything works that 
that I can do that. I can be linear around because I understand, I understand how it works. I'm not trying to do like these fat diets, you know, liquid only fit tea, uh, fucked up, stupid diets. I pick a, pick a, uh, an eating, an eating style that, that is in line with my lifestyle and not the other way around. So the way that I see dieting, the way I see weight loss is obviously the main goal is performance. I want to make sure that I'm able to eat in a way that, that, that sustains my performance and that allows me to train as hard as I need to train to continuously get better. Um, so that's, that's first and foremost. And then secondly, when it comes to, when it comes to losing weight, being lean, gaining mass, whatever it is, there's just one principle that people need to understand, and that is energy balance. If you consume more calories than you're expending, you're going to gain weight. If you consume less calories than you're expending, you're going to lose weight. Where those calories come from doesn't matter whatsoever, okay? Like, we know that based on studies. Not, not only do I know it based on studies, but I know it based on myself. I can have a diet that consists entirely of junk food and still be able to lose weight. So... Obviously, when it comes to body composition, when it comes to uh, sports performance, nutrition, where the calories matter, where the calories, calories come from matters a little bit more. And that's where you start deepening your understanding. Okay, what are carbohydrates? What are fats? What are proteins? And what are those needed for? Carbohydrates are your main source of fuel. Protein are the building blocks for muscles. Fat, make sure that the, that the nerve connections in your nervous system are firing appropriately. You need 20% at least of fat consuming in a day in order to keep just your bodily functions working properly. And from there on, I mean, you can go into this deep rabbit hole of like making, making shit more and more and more complicated. Sorry. (laughs) I have somebody. But for the the most part, you know, I think about nutrition as kind of like a pyramid where at the top is your calorie balance, you know, consume less calories than, than you're expending. You'll lose weight. That's first foremost. Second, you have the um, distribution of micronutrients. So where are those calories coming from? How, what percentage is coming from proteins, carbs, and fats? Then you have nutrient timing. What times are you having those meals? Are you having your carbohydrates around your workout so that you can have energy to perform? You know, your fats, you have them farther away because they take a long time to be in your, in your bloodstream. Your protein, you have it uh, periodically throughout the day because that's the best way to maintain lean body mass. After that, you have your micronutrients. Um, and after that, you have your supplements. And if you think about it, like it, people usually have that pyramid completely inverted, right? They're like, oh, what's the supplement that I'm going to take to cut? And I'm usually like, bro, no, like you got it all the way backwards. Like that supplement's not going to help you cut if you're eating like an asshole, if you're not restricting your calorie intake. So it's easy, man. It really is. It really is easy. It's easy to be linear around if you follow that that structure mm. consistency so. yeah well that's what they say about everything isn't it consistency is key um, it really is. touching on the the point you said about nutritionists and i think this also goes into like boxing and mma and combats is like everyone seems to be a fucking professional because of the internet it's like oh yeah he should have fucking jabbed him with his left and switched stance and fucking threw a right hook and then someone else is like yeah have this fucking diet it's really good for you and there's all these benefits and lift the weight like this not like this and i'm like bruv where are you getting your fucking yeah. education from like a walker's crisp packet or something it's like no walker's crisp packet. <laughs> it's <laughs> like no the, layer, the layers over here they're called walkers. layers you know your layers yeah, crisp. they're called chips over here oh. but your layers chips are walker's crisps back in london do you not agree with me though? Like everyone seems to have this. Like, 100%. I think it's because of the same internet. Where I've been to a football game. I've been to a football game. I know nothing about football. I'll be sitting there. This dude knows nothing about football. He's like, oh, but you should have asked it to him. You should have done this, this, and this. Bro, these dudes get paid stupid money on a weekly to do what they're doing. You're some prick in the stands and tell him what I do. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I completely understand. You know what that's called? Have you ever read the book uh, Thinking in Bets? Nope. So that phenomenon is called resulting. It's when be- people love to. People love to get to a conclusion, to explain the outcome of a result based on one variable and want to attribute that result to that one thing. I think one of the examples that they used in the book was, um, I forget the name of this coach, but it's a super famous NFL coach. 
that made a decision last minute on like the last uh what's it called not inning what's it called the last part of a football game do you know soccer or football no football American football whatever like the last thing of the football game he made a change whatever and they ended up losing the game because of that decision the guy ended up being just so bashed they're like oh because he made that change they lost the championships and whatnot and um when he went into an interview and explained like the the premeditated decision of making that change in terms like probabilistically speaking it was the best choice it was just an outcome that wasn't the outcome that was expected it was like if there was a um there was maybe say a 20 percent chance that that the play failed based on the change that he made and an 80 percent chance that the play went the way that they wanted to but because of resulting people are like oh he made the wrong choice and it's so seemingly easy when you're on the outside to judge the decisions that other people are making um but you just have to understand that like there's many things there's always a multitude of things that contribute to the result of of everything yeah. it's never it's never a, it's never a single variable i think the saying is uh it's easy to criticize from the fence right or sitting on the bench no. that's why i love um have you have you read uh theodore roosevelt's uh the man in the arena like his speech i don't Bro. read shit. i'm i'm audio booking all the time so have if you? you recommend it i'll check it out the credit the credit belongs to the man that is in the arena yeah who like bleeds taking part. And sweats and tears whatever like it's like this just like paragraph um michael jordan had it like on like inside his locker room and every time before his game was it michael jordan or lebron james fuck one of those like big time basketball players and, and he would have it in his locker room and every time before a game he would write down underneath his sneaker with a, a sharpie uh the man in the arena or the credit belongs to the man in the arena to remind himself that like people are gonna shit on you all the time but ultimately it's you that's inside there that's like here in the gym training when nobody's watching that's that's suffering that's getting frustrated that's crying that's like going through these crazy ups and downs that, that is going through fears and doubts it's so easy for people that are on the outside and sometimes like in the end of the day we're human right so sometimes we let we let those comments and those emotions permeate into the way that we feel about ourselves but i think it's just important to like always bring ourselves back to hey like you know it's me like i'm it's it's easy for them to to judge and it's easy for them to criticize when they're out there but what would they do if they were here right mm. and they'll never be there yeah that's <laughs> what i was gonna say there's a reason they're not there right like because Definitely. they have whatever they haven't got the skill the they got the minerals the son. i love that the minerals are such a fucking english <laughs> saying that <laughs> Come on, bro. so have you been you've both been training down um at phil's place uh yeah we've done some work down there obviously uh, i've trained down there um yeah we do work here at hybrid um i'm not i'm not training with phil anymore yeah some complications long story but, yeah, um, so yeah, nah, it's what it is. So yeah, now nah, she's uh, no longer down there with Phil. Um, I'm still there at the minute doing some stuff. I'm still working. Um, but yeah, um, we do um, our stuff. We get work together. Obviously, down here at Hybrid now. Um, down here a little bit more. Um, mm. Yeah. So yeah. So Jake, how are you feeling? Like, obviously, fights coming up. Are you feeling like you're fucking ready to go? Because you're looking. I'm ready to bang, son. You know, it's uh, it's super close now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, just come with ugh, some fireworks, you know. Um, yeah, no, I'm really excited. You know, what's it, five weeks, five, six weeks, five weeks? Um, yeah, just, yeah, got some exciting stuff hopefully coming up, you know, some interesting news and different things going on. Um, and yeah, soon to everything kind of be announced and talk about. Mm. I mean, yeah, I was wondering. Just, I was wondering if that T-shirt was an extra small, though. I, I was wondering. What this one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I keep telling him that he needs to. Oh, it's, well. it's a medium. That's a large. Yeah. So you need you need to go extra large. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, you do. I got cons of steel. Yes. That's how. That's how. That's how. That that's how insecure guys wear their T-shirts. Bruh, I never wear a shirt. Anyway, <laughs> but this is a large, and it fits. It fits well, I'm yeah. I just I'm joking. It's because you look massive, man. It's because you look massive. I I rock the extra smalls to look big. I rock the extra smalls <laughs> to look big. I'm in the gym like now, that. Would you with weigh? Extra small. Would you weigh? Uh, eighty four. Eighty four. 
Are you 4K? Yeah. So I, Bro, I wear I wear a large and I still look fucking massive. Well, I'm gonna have 84. to step up. I'm gonna be wearing a 77k. Yeah. So I'm gonna be way smaller than you. Bruv, how do you look that good though? Like seriously, <laughs> but that way, like you look big. Do you know what I mean? You look like yeah, no, not I'm, big as I'm, in I'm fat. Five, I mean, like muscle that. big. I'm you only five same, eight though. Same height as me. Yeah, so I'm a fucking a midget, son. Yeah, I'm always got all these <laughs> these tall guys. And you're yo, five eight. Huh? You're five eight. Five eight. Yeah. Well, and a half. But I don't. Yeah, add the of half. course. All the guys are five eight. Yo, and I a swear half. on my life, I'm <laughs> over five eight. But I just tell people I'm five eight, so they're like, "Ooh, you look a bit taller than five eight. Mm. Not that they ever say that, but I. <laughs> I, I try to like hope for that. It's mad, man. That. I thought you was taller. Obviously, no, like bro. based on your yeah, your yeah. photos and stuff like that, it's weird yeah, how no, perceptions. A lot of people say that. And people say, "Oh, you're big, you're big, you're big." I'm like, "Why do you see me in person?" People see me in person, like, "Oh, okay, you're not, you know, not that big." I can't yeah. fix that, you know. I've got decent muscle mass on me, of course, but like, yeah, you know, people think I'm, you know, I'm massive. I'm so I'm this animal, and then they see me and they're like looking down on me, like, "Yo, you're a midget, thick <laughs> boy." Like, yeah, <laughs> thick boy. So I'm just got big legs, big back, some shoulders. Steffi, what are you weighing in at, like, at the moment? Or what are you planning to box? What's your boxing weight going to be? That's a better question for uh, you. 125, probably. What's that in kilos? Because pounds, uh, I can't convert. 50, 125 is 56. Ish. Yeah, 56 kilos. Fucking hell. Yeah, and you still look like right. a beast. Like, what is going on here, man? But that's what I'm saying, bro. I need to stop eating McDonald's. <laughs> that's what it is, bro. <laughs> like pizza, pizza Hut and McDonald's for me, man. It's like absolute on, killer. So. Although no, I am Domino's going to train after pizza this. Up. Domino's is better than pizza, right, mate? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I- I'll give you that. Come on, your barbecue meat feast. What? Uh, that what's going to be your uh, first meal you go to, like after when you don't have to worry too much? You've, you've honestly, brother. Won. Like, I don't even know. Like, I'm not really like I used to like. Like, I've had a mad food obsession since I was young. So, like, I'm kind of semi-drifting away from that and not being so about food, you know? So, surely. So, like, I don't really super crave much. Or, like, you know, if anything, I want something cheeky. It's normally just chocolate, you know, or, like, something sweet. Um, but as of now, bro, like, I'm eating more meat. I'm eating I'm eating decent food and I'm enjoying it. Like, mm. and I'm getting to a routine of doing that. And it's just a consistency. Like, so I've got trifecta and obviously hybrid nutrition, obviously uh, hybrid and a, and a team helping me. Um, so like my meals are, are solid and a nutrition packed and like I'm full and I'm performing. So I'm not really like, oh, I can't wait to eat this. I can't wait to eat that. I'm just like going day by day because this is a lifestyle change. Like I need to get, you know, my weight down and stay down. Like I'm always blowing up. I'm always being big. But I'm at a point in my career where I really can't be doing that anymore. And I've got to stay down, especially fighting out 175, 77 key. Um, so yeah, I need to be like lean all year round like this, but sorry, go on. Go ahead, sir. No, no, go on. If you if you was gonna add something Yeah, I was just gonna add something. I think that it, it makes me really happy to to hear you say that because you know, that change in mindset from being overly restrictive to being able to adopt a more flexible style of dieting is exactly what leads to long-term results, you know, because it's not about the quick fix, the quick diet. It's about making, making sure that you make a complete habit and lifestyle change and environment change and, and perception change around dieting, the way that you approach it and think about it. So you can maintain those, those results. So if you, again, going back to calorie balance, if you understand calorie balance and say that you, I don't know, you're craving hamburger today, you would be able to eat that hamburger 100%. today. You know, I'm going to have a burger on the weekend. You know, I'm going to make a burger, I'll put some bacon in that, you know, an egg. It's not that it's bad. Like you'd think, oh, I'm eating a burger, but like I'm going to have it with some soup, like some stuff called Ezekiel bread, you know, like Ezekiel bun, um, you know, and some like healthy bacon not just like super duper fatty stuff but like you can get good protein good fats good carbs you know yeah you can do turkey bacon turkey bacon bacon. you can do uh yeah whatever you can do a pretzel bun you can do fat free cheese i can eat that today and still be losing weight it's no issue yeah yeah and And when you when you get into that mindset instead of like oh all i can eat is tilapia and rice all i can eat is chicken bread and rice chicken bread chicken breast and rice uh, when you or when you various, yeah exactly it do, and it does you know it really does mess me up but now i'm not doing that 
And like, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I can have these bit of carbs. I have a bit of this walnut walnut loaf, mm-hmm. like after training, because it's like, I can have that. I've, I've warranted that. I've granted that. I'm like, I, I can, that's fine. And I can still lose weight and still bring my weight down with mm-hmm. that. So again, it's just understanding that balance, mate. It really is. And I've never really got it, but I'm really kind of getting in there, mate. Mm-hmm. To say she's been great support. Yeah, I think the, the example I gave you the other one at the gas station with the uh, Snickers bar versus yeah. the protein bar. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab this protein bar that tastes just like a Snickers bar, and I'm like, why? You're like, and you were like, oh, because it has some protein, and I was like, why don't you just grab the Snickers bar and then have a scoop of protein powder, and that's the exact because it because it, it was the carbs and whatever fats were in the protein bar was in the same as the Snickers. I think the sugars were just a little bit more or something, but like again, super minimal. But again, it was just a carbohydrate. Um, and obviously with the protein bar, it had more calories because it had 20 grams of protein in it. So it was like, if I had the Snickers bar, I would have got my fix with the chocolate and then just had a scoop of protein. It's Which is what you here. wanted initially. Like he came in there wanting a chocolate bar. So yeah. go have your chocolate bar, look at the fucking calories. Obviously and if just... my day's been good and I can warrant that, then yeah, yeah. I'll do that, you know? And then, and then you balance it out. And then pull my carbs a little bit more later, if exactly. it's a little bit more. And it's just understanding that balance, bro. Exactly. Like, I'm getting it. I'm really getting it. And I'm I'm happier with life just well, because I'm of so understanding. proud of you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. So um right. Right. just touching on that a little bit, does quality of like nutrients matter for say the average person? Because I know like when you go into an athlete's level, like I've mentioned, like obviously the quality of nutrients has surely got a matter to an extent if that makes sense so like the bur- the homemade burger is probably going to be better than the fast food burger right because yes. the, the quality you know, of the content depend on the quality of the meat and what you're purchasing like <laughs> i enjoy making a burger i enjoy making a homemade burger yeah you can go to mcdonald's and get a big mac cool but like yo i've got even these things from trifecta i'll see bro, i've got these bison patties like it's bison but if i want to put two of them patties in there you know what i'm saying and do like ezekiel bread with an, a fried egg and some turkey bacon and it's like and uh, you can put some sugar-free ketchup in and put a little bit of ketchup in it and it's like yo i've got a fat burger a homemade and it's like organic this organic that and it is solid nutrients it's not from mcdonald's you know and it's understanding food and like i generally enjoy cooking it because it's like i'm earning it you know so like i enjoy cooking um not all the time but like i enjoy making my food the micronutrients matter obviously for for long-term health but you'd be surprised how um, inconsistent research is as far as like really how beneficial it, it is to have a diet that's like full in fruits and vegetables. Like we know that we can improve blood markers through solely a consistent restriction in calories. Like we know that like if the one thing that centennials have in common, which is people that are that live over a hundred years is that they all restrict their calories because it does something at the level of your telomeres, which are like these things that um, essentially like continue getting bigger as you age. And like, that's what reduces your lifespan, whatever. And we know that by restricting our calorie intake, we can prolong our lifespan. So even just going back to micronutrients, like, do they matter? Yeah, like, will you feel better if you have a balanced diet and if you eat high quality, uh, high quality proteins? Yeah, probably, but like it's not really not the most important thing. What happens is that people get overly obsessed with clean foods and good foods that they let that interfere with the goals that they have right ahead of them, which is for you weight loss right now, or for someone might be weight gain, or for someone might be muscle mass gain, right? So you can't let that deter you from what the ultimate goal is. It's like, you know, how many times people ask me, oh, like, is avocado good for you? And then my follow up question is, like, good for what? Is it good for your weight loss? Maybe not, you know, like that whole avocado has 300 calories. Are you, are you accounting for those 300 calories or are you ignoring the fact that it has 300 calories because in your mind it's healthy and you can have an unlimited amount of it. Mm. So it's just keeping that in mind, you know, it's just keeping that in mind and not overly obsessing over like quality as much and making sure that, that your goal is clear. Like when I go to the gym and I see your training, I, without you telling me what you're working on, I should be able to deduct that, deduct that based on what you're doing. Oh, you're working on your strengths. Oh, okay, cool. You want to get stronger in your squat. Oh, okay. I see what you're eating. All right. Okay. Like I see what you do on a day-to-day basis. Okay. You're trying to, um, put on muscle. Oh, okay. Like it needs to be obvious for the person that's on the other side. When they look at what you're doing, it needs to be obvious what you're doing. Okay. 
it's um maybe like the best way I can describe it for me though is like say I have a McDonald's right two hours later I'm hungry but if I'm at home and I make like a homemade burger bun and I go all out put a bit of onion in there a little bit of cheese you know all of that shit I'm fuller for longer do you think that's more like probably my psychology side of things if that makes sense or hey, is it more you calories feel fuller longer when you compare it to what like when having a McDonald's. So if I have like over a homemade McDonald's? burger, yeah, I feel fuller. No, I mean, the thing is, how much protein do you think is in that patty? Like, it's a patty that's like this thin. So you mm. put one of your patties in there, like a quality bison or like some kind of beef or whatever, big fat patty and the protein's like double or triple the amount to what's in the Big Mac. So yeah, you're getting more quality and... Yeah, and then you. okay so the more protein a meal has and the more fiber a meal has the more satiated you'll feel so if you're putting in a higher you know a, a bread that has more fiber maybe that you know because they use white bread mm -hmm. so maybe you're using a bread that has more fiber you're probably putting more protein in there maybe you're having a salad at home all of those things contribute to the feeling of satiety and and feeling of, of fullness okay hopping on to another question how do you guys deal with like negativity, like negative social media shit or just negative people in your life? Like what's your sort of approaches? Do you entertain it? Do you just fuck it off completely? Yeah. Does it have any effect? I mean, man, I've been in the public eye for so long at this point that it's so fucking difficult to offend me. It's not impossible. Like it really is I just, I've heard it all, like whatever, whatever negative comment you're going to tell me, whatever you're going to make fun of, I've already heard, I've already dealt with, and I've already moved on. So I'm, I'm 68 steps ahead of you when it comes to whatever the fuck is going to come out of your mouth. So, you know, initially I used to get really worked up and, and like biologically speaking, evolution from an evolutionary standpoint, we are made to take note of those negative comments as a protective mechanism. Like anything that's negative that happens around you, our brain makes a mental note so that you avoid it next time. Similar to, to the way that pain works. Um, you know, if you are walking on, uh, you're, you're hiking and you get uh, a branch cuts you then, or, or a snake bites you, the next time that you're walking and you feel a branch touching your leg, you're going to be like, oh, fuck, is it a snake? Like your brain remembers that subconsciously. So it's the same with negative comments. Like because we're, because we're wired that way, we are wired to magnify negative comments and, and almost like forget about the hundreds of thousands positive ones that we get. We tend to like hone in and zoom in into that one negative one. So I think like, I can't remember what book was it that I, that I learned this from. I think it was uh, Ben Bergeron's book. He's a CrossFit coach, but he spoke about the, the biology of beliefs and biology of uh, thought formation. And once I understood that, I was like, fuck, I'm biologically driven to remembering these bad comments. That is all that is. Those comments don't have more weight, don't matter more, and shouldn't bother me as much as I'm making them, I'm letting them bother me. It's just my biology is influencing me in this way. And once I understood that, honestly, uh, Paired with just the frequency of the insults and negative comments over time, that just led me to a point now where I'm like, honestly, I, I just genuinely don't care anymore. And really, like when you're at the top, when you're really good at something, the the, the natural kind of human behavior that you're going to receive from most people is going to be jealousy. It's going to be jealousy. It's going to be, um, you know, people are going to want to see you fail. I, I exactly so it just kind of like comes with the territory at some point but um i mean look to say that it doesn't affect me at all like zero percent would be a lie you know sometimes i read some comments especially the ones right now because i think that my biggest insecurity now is like what my boxing looks like and whether or not i can i can be really good at it so those are comments right now that that bother me like when people say that I'm not a boxer or that I'm doing it for the wrong reasons or that I'm doing it because I want attention that I'm not like really committed. Like those things really do bother me. But yeah, those, um, those people are fucking stupid, man. Oh, I've seen you hitting the pads. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you look good. 
you know what I mean? Like you're, you're hitting hard and shit. It's like just just start fucking messaging those people and just say, come down to the gym, take a shot from me, and see and see if you still want to say it. Do you know what I mean? Because honestly, yeah. they they ain't got a fucking clue, man. Honestly, I know, you look good. I know, but but in the end of the day, like we're all human, and sometimes sometimes some comments are really yeah, piercing, right? Like through your armor. Yeah, but nothing, man. Like all you can do, all you can do is just. Because you're always going to see, you're always going to hear and get shit like that. It's never yeah, going to stop. Always. Obviously, her, she's well in the public eye compared to me. Like, I'm a fucking nobody. Um, I don't really have much negative stuff. I have, you know, a few pricks trying to call me out and talk shit like they want to fight me, but like, I don't even entertain it. Like, I don't give a shit. Um, but other than that, man, for me, I'll see, like, I don't know, if I see some bullshit comment or saying, I've seen like, some, something racial or saying to about anything that I feel is going to generate. You know, bad chit chat on my page. I just delete a comment and just ignore mm-hmm. it. Like, mm. I really, they give a fuck. I know there's people that ain't gonna like me or dislike things or things I do or done or whatever. But it's just like it's life, son. So it is what it is. I try not to let anyone bother me. Do my best. Yeah, I feel but yeah, I'm not in the eye like how she is. But let's see what happens in the future. Oh, mate, you're making moves. You'll be fine. Oh, trust me, son. Trust me, boy. Put us on the map. You got plans, right? Got plans, bro. Got plans. <laughs> Good man. Um, so, Steffi, you've got a program, a new program. Just tell me about that. Yeah, so we just finally finished developing our brand new app. It's called Strength Coach. Um, Hybrid Strength Coach is on the Apple Store. We just recently got approved to be on there, which is super exciting. And uh, we rolled, we put our first program there, which is the W, uh, the HWPO program, Hard Work Pays Off by Matt Fraser. Uh, which is super exciting. We got about, we got over 6,000 new members in the first month that are doing the program. And the app has been amazing. Obviously, like it has its little bugs that we're working through, but it's going to be really cool. Like all the free features that it has, it has a workout builder. Um, It has, you know, it tracks all your progress, your maxes. We'll have, um, we'll also have a feature to interact with other members. We'll have a marketplace where coaches can offer services that are, going to be vetted by us you know have to be accepted in, into the app and have a certain level of training a certain level of of knowledge in order to be there so it's just the beginning of something way bigger but it's just wow. really exciting to uh finally be able to see the, the 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 product because it's been in the making for so long i mean we've we've been trying to put this app out for about five years like since we started just got so many bad experiences with other software developers eventually because I didn't really understand really how much work it took to get an app to not only to work, but to stay working. Like that's the biggest challenge. So we had an app, we had a software that was written back in 2015 with code from 2012. So by the time that app and that software were ready, that language was outdated to the point where young software developers didn't even know how to read that. Hmm. So we pretty much sunk, we sunk close to a quarter million dollars or more into that app and software that didn't work. Like we had to completely just like start over two years ago. And and now we have this app that actually works and that's moving in the right direction. So I'm pumped. Like I just hope it continues growing and it pays off. But how much did you say you sunk, sunk into it? Sorry. A quarter mil or more. Fuck, you know. Yeah, but, yo, but that's people, dead money. That's dead. Yeah, that fucking that didn't produce anything. <laughs> yo, that's disgusting. What's funny <laughs> is, is shit, when man. people are like, oh, "I'm gonna make my own, I'm gonna make my own website, I'm gonna make my own software, I'm gonna make my own app," I'm like, "Yeah, good luck, mate." Mm. <laughs> it's not fucking easy. I can imagine. No. Jesus so now Christ. we have look, we have a team of twenty software developers that work solely on hybrid projects. Imagine that, and they're on the clock. 24 7 like my phone never stops vibrating anytime i'm on the phone with him he's always like bro your phone's blowing up <laughs> and it's it's, this, well, this, it now. it's it now. Uh, yeah it's a slack conversation and my email from from team it, cra- it cracked me up because obviously you messaged me your number on uh instagram and i was like what the fuck's this <laughs> some random numbers because <laughs> obviously in the uk it's oh seven whatever like you know the numbers yeah. and i was like is she like fucking sitting is she driving like i don't fucking know like it's just, just type me random the, numbers 
the coordinates to a treasure who knows yeah honestly i was thinking like is she just fucking with me <laughs> like, what is going on <laughs> but no uh, um i don't know how long you guys have got like obviously we've been going for 49 minutes in total um i don't know if you want to wrap it up um yeah, we can, i've got a couple more questions whatever whatever is, is easy for um, you let's do one more question one more question brilliant my last question, question. now my question is it's it's not exciting it's just what what does the future hold for both of you that's what i want to know like where where obviously like steffi you're going one way where do you see your end sort of goal jake obviously where's your end sort of goal all right you can go first i don't think there's ever an end yeah, like for, for me sure. yeah for me no, it's always a moving target. Like I, I have a general idea of what I want to do and why I'm doing what I'm doing. I don't know what that's going to look like. You know, I, when I was younger, I just knew that I, that I wanted to be a professional athlete of some sort that I wanted to be um, well-known and I wanted to have uh, a degree that granted me a certain level of uh, respect from like other professionals or uh, other academics. I didn't know that I was going to be a doctor in physical therapy. I didn't know it was going to be powerlifting or boxing. Right. So I guess I do have a general idea of where I want to go and what the ultimate goal is, but I don't know with any certainty if that's exactly how it's going to work. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't know. To answer your question, I feel like uh, I just want to be able to continue growing this brand and or other projects, other brands that allow me to have more flexibility of time and place, more resources to be able to provide more jobs, to be able to provide more value to other people. So I don't really know. I mean, obviously with boxing, I, I hope that within a few years, um, I can dial it into a point where, where I'm pretty competitive and I can compete at some, you know, some big, big events and fight some real boxers. That's the, that's the idea. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything else. For myself, obviously, I'm just obviously still new to the bare knuckle scene. So, you know, I can't tell you where that's even going to go in the next three, four, five, six fights. Um, honestly, I always thought, and many years ago, that I thought I'd be in getting to acting or do something like that. I really did. As much as you know, I love being an athlete and stuff. I love being a character and I'm a fucking character, son. So I honestly feel that, like, I think if the bare knuckle goes good and, you know, we're winning, we're growing, you know, I'm going to start... I'm working more on my own brand, you know, as myself and brand my name, um, Brutal Boss Week, putting it out there. So I've got to grow my brand, you know, I'm starting to, I'm thinking about, you know, a YouTube page and some other things like that, because there's stuff like that I need to be doing and networking. Um, again, I can't really tell you where the end goal is. Um, I'm just looking to grow as a person myself. You know, I want to blossom, you know, I want to come out with bum bags and, you know, clothing, you know, I want to do all that stuff and the stuff that I'm in the middle of working with right now. Um, yeah, it's just a process. And um, yeah, I just want to, I just want to be an amazing athlete, you know, and be solid and do what I'm doing and continue doing what I'm doing in the next few years. You know, we'll see where we, uh, where we are. But yeah. Yeah, cool. <clears throat> well, yes. thank you both for your time. It's been an absolute honour hosting. Appreciate um, you, son. To, to the both of you um i'll chat with you for a couple of minutes off stream if that's cool with you yep, no worries. Literally. um but yeah thank you i'll plug some links down below the app store link and your instagram and all that stuff um for if it if it blows up you know who knows right or to all my viewers and stuff like that as well um but yeah thank you really appreciate it thank you thank you